today all about the kids. Yeah, look, it's that time of year. I know school started back, but this is when we're starting to, you know, maybe see kids struggling a bit at school, having difficulty concentrating. Um, you know, kids that are struggling with anxiety. So talk a bit today about um, a little-known condition called pyrrole disorder. Well, we'll get into Which that. Which also affects adults as well, Mark. Okay, well, there you go. So fun facts from Peter Mullen <laughs> this afternoon as we get into health and well-being with Peter Mullen on 2NURFM 103.7. Pyrrole disorder today, Peter. This is something that does affect a lot of children. I know it affects adults, which we'll get into in a moment, but what are some of the things that parents could be looking out for in, in terms of this? Um, well, look, at things like pyrrole. So pyrrole is a genetically acquired condition. It may affect up to 10% of the population. It's really not recognised by the um, conventional medical um, society as really being a real thing. But, so, um, so why is that? Oh, look, it's based on the work of a fellow in the States who did a doctor that did a lot of research with kids with autism and behavioural stuff. So that's where it's sort of come from. Um, and I just think it hasn't meet, reached the mainstream concept yet. Okay. So pyrrole, it's called pyrrole. Urea is a genetically acquired chemical imbalance in which the body produces an abnormally large number of compounds called pyrroles. And um, these chemicals are the byproduct of hemoglobin synthesis, have no known function in the body, normally excreted in the urine. And most people have very few pyrroles in their system at any given time. However, these individuals have an unusually high number of these pyrrole compounds in their blood, and it results in pyroluria. But Pyrrole by themselves is neurotoxic, so it causes some inflammation in the nervous system. But when um, pyroluria occurs, the pyrroles bind to B6 and zinc. So as well as having these elevators of a neurotoxin or neuroinflammatory agent in the blood, um, it also results in a chronic deficiency of zinc and B6. So for kids turning into adults, um, zinc and B6 is critical for the developing stress coping system. So... A lot of kids that I see that have anxiety, you know, when we talk with their parents about, and even adults, you know, if I've got an adult coming in with anxiety and I ask them, you know, how long have you felt anxious for? And they say, oh, my mum said I was born anxious. It's highly likely that that um, adult has pyrrole as well. So, um, yeah, we'll get more into some of the signs and symptoms, but the good news is it's really easy to treat. And it's really easy to test for. So if someone's got anxiety and thinks, why am I, Why have I got anxiety? Um, it's been associated with other mental health issues as well, um, which we'll get into as we go. But um, I see a lot of kids. And for kids, it's things like um, struggling at school, um, sensitive to light and sound. So kids that, you know, as babies always had their hand over their ears or, you know, hand over their eyes if the lights were too bright or if... Um, you know, cars were too loud or whatever. Um, emotional mood swings, which is fairly common in kids anyway, but kids that are struggling at school to um, concentrate um, and particularly kids that struggle to cope with stress, you know, with all the after-school activities and things on. Um, one story I remember reading about a child with pyrrole was that um, basically the, the child couldn't really do any after-school activities because it took all of the child's resilience just to cope with going to school five days. So weekends would be quiet and then no after-school activity to give the child time to just recover from the stress of going to school. Once they uncovered that, yes, she had pyrrole, started to treat her with the correct nutrient um, nutritional supplements, um, you know, resilience improved and stress coping improved. So, 
And as as parents of affected children, and I guess the adults themselves as well, you, you come to to learn some of this stuff. It could be a game changer because, as it is, you're, you're thinking that oh, well, you're dealing with the naughty kids or the kids that just aren't paying attention. Um, but really, if there's something behind it, we know it's not necessarily um, their behaviour. The behaviour is just a byproduct of what's going on. Well, look, that's that's so true. And you know, with kids and with kids' behaviour, behaviour in kids. And I like this kind of concept that behaviour is really their, their way of telling us that there's something going on that they're not coping well with. So, you know, we try and focus with kids not so much on their behaviour, but, you know, what's, why are they behaving in such a manner? But pyrol can really... I've had it quite a few adult patients over the years that have come back positive for pyrol and getting them to the right nutritional formula has really helped with their stress coping. So, yeah, it's worthwhile if you've, if you've always had history of anxiety and, and even depression... Um, you know, pyrrole initially was first discovered um, in people with um, schizophrenia. So it's kind of interesting. Not as a, we're not saying anything's causing all of these conditions, but as an add-on, um, you know, and even treating the pyrrole side of things can help help a lot with all sorts of. Um, conditions, which we'll go into a little bit more as we go. But Tuesday afternoons are always filled with health and well-being, and Peter Marlin, as uh, Peter is here today, talking about pyrrole disorder. Peter, uh, let's have a look. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> that was a fairly standard intro. Tuesday afternoons are filled with Peter Marlin. Yeah, you usually yeah. kick off at Tuesday. It wasn't really <laughs> funny. It wasn't even meant to be. Just For a, some reason, it just tickled my fancy. That fairly, was all. fairly standard sort of a, a Comment, break. Fair enough. All right. It's pyrrole disorder. So for those who think the kids or themselves may have it, what are some of the key things that uh, that we could be looking out for? All right. So deficiencies of B6 and zinc um, associated with a wide range of emotional and nervous system issues. Nervousness, extreme irritability, um, anxiety, depression can be linked. Um, short-term memory problems. Um, even explosive anger have all been linked to pyrrole and this zinc and B6 deficiency. Um, zinc deficiency is just interestingly, a lot of my patients that we do tests for, blood tests, plasma zinc levels, often come back on the lower end with zinc. And what's an interesting thing with pyrrole is kids with pyrrole often will have very low levels of zinc, but often will have high levels of copper. So it seems to be this imbalance between zinc and copper is where we can get a lot of the, um, uh, I hate using the word mental symptoms, but a lot of the symptoms like anxiety and behavioural stuff and aggression as well. Um, How about behavioural symptoms? Behavioural symptoms, that's yeah. a better one. So, But really really wild, the, the greater the gap, the more mm. out of control the behavioural symptoms can be. So, so, so copper is bad? When it's out of balance. When it's out of balance, yeah. So the idea with pyrrole is you you get someone started on a really absorbable zinc supplement, and I'll go through that in a moment, but you want to then, as you increase the zinc, that should bring the copper down. So you put in enough zinc that the zinc levels come up, copper comes down, and you've got a one-to-one ratio. That's that's the golden area to know that you've... And if if the symptoms are still occurring after that, then it's not so much pyrrole-related, but... So it's the the balance. But zinc deficiencies um, have been associated with a number of whole host of physiological. Zinc's involved in over three to 400 different enzyme reactions in the body. So if you're low in zinc, a lot of things are not going to work properly. It almost sounds like if you're too low in zinc, you're buggered. Yeah, poor immune function, poor growth, um, delayed sexual development, um, skin, hair, nails, blood sugar, adrenals. Everything requires zinc. DNA. Otherwise um, known as the body. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So symptoms of pyroluria, like there's a couple of ways we can test for it, and I'll go through that in a moment, but symptoms can include 
um, you know, symptoms like anxiety. Um, kids with autism, a fairly high percentage of kids with autism and ADHD have been shown to both come back positive for um, a pyrrole, pyrrole test. Um, so again, kids with ADD and ADHD and autism can really benefit if it's not always, pyrrole is not always the total answer, but it can be the, the key sometimes. I've had a couple of kids over my time that the, uh, getting onto a pyrrole formula has made the world of difference. It was just for them, that was maybe the key component to their whole health condition. So, so many things improved. Other kids, you can get them started on pyrrole and you'll see a bit of an improvement, but then there's other layers as well. But for some kids, it can really be the key. But I guess if you can at least knock that out of the way, there's got to be some improvement. Then you go, well, we've cleared that, then yes. we can just dig a little deeper and, and yes. find out what Yes, and that seems to be the thing with um, with kids' health, but everyone's health is you sort of got to start somewhere and you're ticking off the boxes that you know could really contribute a lot. Um, alcoholism have been linked to pyrrole. Poor dream recall. Um, low tolerance for stress. Um, uh, oppositional defiance disorder. Um, and I know there's lots of causes and reasons. I'm not saying it's only because there's a lack of zinc and B6, but they can exacerbate these things. Frequent joint pain. You know, I get a lot of kids, and magnesium's good for this too, but a lot of kids coming in complaining of knee pain. You know, in the old days, we'd call them growing pains, which I probably still do call them growing pains. But our magnesium makes a big difference for these kids, and zinc and B6 can as well. Um, pale complexion, inability to tan, um, White flecks on the fingernails. This is a classic, for me, a classic sign of zinc. Have you got any white spots on your nails? No, no, nothing. Nothing. No, beautiful. Do you bite your nails? We, I can, you just looked at them. You obviously know that I do. <laughs> just thought I'd mention that. Um, so with kids with white spots on their nails, often indication of zinc deficiency, mm. and they'll often have the zinc white spot will be at the same point in the nail. So nails take about three months to grow. So you can work out like that a month ago, if it's a you know a third of the way out from the nail bed, that month ago that child might have been sick or under stress, used up their zinc. Um, another classic sign for kids with pyrrole is, you know, um, kids that have had that bumpy, bumpy outer arm. It's called keratosis pilaris, and they're like little white heads or goosebumpy flesh on the outer part of their arm. You know, mums will come in and say, what's this rash my child's got? It's always there. They can get it on the tops of their thighs, on their buttocks a little bit, and sometimes on their cheeks. So it's due to, it's a dry skin condition, basically, but some people have seen that improve considerably with zinc. Um, some people feel that, you know, dairy, can take getting off dairy, getting off gluten, but um, zinc definitely seems to help. Um, kids that have had a history or adults that have had a history of nausea or motion sickness, uh, allergies, um, yeah, whole host of whole host of symptoms. But um, yeah, it's definitely as I said, if if you if your child's having challenges or if you as an adult are having challenges, definitely worthwhile considering. Particularly if there's a family history, because we'll see this pattern runs in families. So dad will have some quirky things if the child's got some quirky things, or mum might. Usually mums come to see me, so we usually blame dads for you know any any traits that. You know, it might be a bit more Of course, it has to be Dad's fault, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not there to defend themselves. Yeah. So and, and the flip side too, if Dad's... <laughs> if Dad's there, then we blame them. Not mother. if Dad knows what's good for him. <laughs> That's exactly right. Mm. But often you'll see that, that um, tendency running families that, you know, um, particularly conditions like anxiety where mum's anxious, child's anxious, granddad's or grandma's anxious. So pyrrole can be one of the 
one of the links. And a little bit more on Napyrol in just a sec. But firstly, good afternoon, Annette from Western. You've, Annette from Western, you've got a question for Peter uh, in and around uh, your nails. What's happening with your nails, Annette? I've got nails that want to split down the nail, and uh, I've got their developing ridges. But it was only mainly one nail, but now my, t- my, main, my big toenail are doing the same thing. Okay, I've, okay. I've, I've, I've so many things to try and counteract it, but nothing seems to be working. Okay. Well, um, and you don't have psoriasis at all? Like there's nothing? I do. You do? I do. So um, psoriasis, is it the crack, is the splitting coming from the nail bed? It's the nail itself. So it's coming from the tip of the nail back towards the nail bed? Yes, right to the bottom of the nail bed where the nail actually begins at the skin. So sorry, so is the is the crack does the crack start at the nail bed and then it's growing out with the nail? It goes down to the point where it's it's cracking right you can see like a ridged line. Yes. And once the uh, the nail gets over the end of you're starting to get the nail just the nail part. Yeah. It's splitting right down underneath the flesh. Yeah. Part. Okay. Yeah. Okay, look, um, psoriasis can do all sorts of funny things to nails, particularly if there's a bit of psoriasis affecting the nail bed. Um, no psoriasis affecting the nail bed at all. Okay, okay, awesome. I, I have suffered from psoriasis as a child right up to, and I'm, I'm nearly 70. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, look, it, it's pretty hard to work out exactly what's going to cause it. Um, Deficiency-wise, it can be things like iron, um, protein, zinc is probably one of the most common things that I would try if you're having issues with your nails. Um, also, silica as well. I tried silica. Yeah. Uh, I was on it for over 12 months and it didn't do a thing. Didn't do a thing. And I ta- I've ta- I'm taking fusion with silica and uh, pro- I think you call it pyrethanol. Yeah, yeah. As well. Okay, okay. And- I've been on that for 12 months and nothing, nothing seems to be working. Yeah, and it's spreading now. It's affecting another nail as well. It's, it's, it's starting to do it to my toenails as well. Yeah. Which, uh, okay. Look, what, I, what I'll get you to do, I'll get you to um, leave your details with Liz. Right. And um, I'll have a bit more of a think about it and get back to you. Um, it's sort of it's sort of harder when it's just one or two nails because if it's if it was every nail then you're looking more at a systemic thing. Um, maybe it's just to do with the nail bed itself, lack of nutrition or blood flow. Um, but yeah, leave leave your name leave your name and details with Liz, and um, I'll give you a call back this afternoon. Alrighty, well uh, just put you back on hold, Annette, and uh, we'll get some details for you a little bit later, uh, Peter. Back to our pyrol discussion for today. Um, there are a, a couple of ways that you can actually, uh, not, so, not that it's a perfect test, but you actually have a multiple choice questionnaire that you can fill out to see if that you may be in this space. In that space, absolutely. And just while I was looking through that questionnaire in the break, um, I'm thinking I might have to do it again because I'm picking up a few things there that, you know, I may be a little bit prone myself. Well, you're a bit of a stressful character. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> I don't cause you too much stress, do I? No, no. But I only have you for half hour a week. <laughs> yeah, my wife might have something else to say about whether I'm stressful or not. She's stressed because you make her stressed, maybe. So, um, so what are some of the things that some of the key things on the questionnaire that you'll be looking to, to highlight? Uh, well, things like poor dream recall, stressful or bizarre dreams or nightmares. Um, 
white spots or flecks on the nails, um, poor appetite, having a poor sense of smell or taste again, which can a lot of the symptoms relate back to symptoms associated with low zinc or low B6. Uh, joints popping, cracking or aching, pain or discomfort between the shoulder blades or cartilage problems can be low zinc. Um, so a whole heap of things. But the idea with this questionnaire is you go through and if you score up 15 or more on that front page, then it's most likely you fall into that pyrrole space. And um, if that's the case, I would recommend from there a urine test. So it's a pretty easy urine test to do. There's only a few places in Newcastle well, how that, do that? It. You just pee into a into a container but it needs to be at very specific places because they then need to wrap it in foil because light can affect these pyrrole compounds so they've got to wrap it and then snap freeze it and then they send it off to a lab we use a lab up in queensland and um then we'll get a result back in a couple of weeks later describing you know giving us a, a level and then we work out from there whether it's mild moderate or severe so once someone comes back positive for pyrrole and sometimes if the questionnaire comes back high enough it's safe enough to just prescribe the nutrients as well. We don't always have to do that urine test. Um, and generally, um, pyrroles, pyrrole people generally respond very well to nutritional treatments with emphasized zinc and B6 supplementation. Um, many patients can get some degree of relief even within several days, but usually can take three to six months. However, from what I've found with pyrrole, if, if it's going to work well for you, you'll notice an improvement pretty much straight away depending on what your symptoms are. Um, the two, so the two most important nutrients are zinc, which we've talked about before as being so important for a wide range of things and you know, particularly um, you know, a whole host of reasons. So zinc, but it needs to be a really absorbable form of zinc. Um, if there's a lot of gut issues, then you're going to have trouble absorbing zinc. Zinc picolinate is probably the most absorbable form. That's the one I tend to recommend or use. Um, and with B6... Some people with pyrrole can also have trouble converting normal B6 to the active, activated form of B6. So you need to get onto an activated form of B6 called P5P. Um, other nutrients that also help is uh, manganese. This nutrient can get depleted if zinc is taken at high levels. Um, uh, magnesium, taking B6 in large amounts can deplete magnesium levels. So it's always important to take manganese and magnesium. Um, B3. Um, which is necessary for, the, necessary for the production of tryptophan, which is necessary for the production of serotonin. So it helps to um, speed up the pyrrole recovery process. Um, vitamin C, and um, vitamin C particularly helps to be, rebuild, and B5, panathenic acid, helps to rebuild adrenal glands exhausted from um, coping with the ongoing tension caused by pyrrole. So there's some of the nutrients that we'd also make sure that you're really supporting all of those areas. All right, last up is Donna from Seahampton. You have a pyrrole question for Peter this afternoon. Hello, Donna. Hi. Um, I'm ringing on behalf of a girlfriend that's sort of at her end's wits at the moment. Um, her family has thyroid problems, but she's had the blood test in regard to the thyroid. Nothing is showing up. She's losing hair. Um, she's developing a, a lot of depression. Yes. And um, she's having hot flushes and she's in her late 30s. She okay. just doesn't want to turn. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, look, that's a lot a lot of stuff to be going on. Um, so she's in her late 30s? Yes, yes. Yeah, so was your question around could she have pyrrole or just around her general health? Well, one general health, but 
Is it possible in regards, when you were discussing previously in regard to thyroid, that the thyroid, if there is an issue, may not show up in the blood test? Look, we do have some patients where they've had their thyroid tested through the GP and they've come back and told that everything's within the normal range, there's no problem. Um, but often they don't test further and actually test the T3 and T4 levels. Um, with your friend, to me, like thyroid definitely could still be an issue. And, you know, seeing a naturopath, they can sort of help you work out um, what what ideal ranges would be. But I would also suspect that there's quite a bit of stress going on with your friend there as well. And stress can definitely throw the thyroid off and be associated with the hair loss. Um, right. Hair loss also can relate back to autoimmune type stuff as well. So just assessing whether it is an autoimmune type thing or whether it is more stress and hormonal related. So it, it, with your friend, it sounds to me like there's a, a combination of things going on. Um, but yeah, I'd be more than happy to talk about it. If you would like also to leave your name with Liz, I can give you a call back this afternoon and we can um, have a chat and work out what's the best place for your friend to start. All right, hang there, uh, Donna. Uh, thank you very much, Peter. That's We've come to the end today. Uh, a great discussion. And uh, next week, uh, you'll be back talking gut health. Gut health, yes. As, as we often do, um, gut health is the root cause of a lot of evil, so to speak. So a bit of a revisit about gut health and just some sim- really simple tips that people can be doing straight away to... Um, you know, help with symptoms like IBS and gut variability. A lot of stuff on the radio next week with Peter Mullen, Health and Wellbeing. It is only right here at 2NURFM 103.7. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, wellbeing, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.